Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy History 101. We have a very special tribute episode to the late, great Carl Reiner, who sadly passed away this week at the age of 98. Carl Reiner, as you know, a man responsible for the film career of Steve Martin, the TV and then film career of Dick Van Dyke, was partnered with Mel Brooks in much, much more, which you will learn about in this episode. But before, take some time to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History 101, wherever you get your podcast, or on our website, ComedyHistory101.com. And without further ado... You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured audience. You're stupid. This gentleman here is one of the phenomena of the world. He looks no older than Mr. Sean, and yet he is 2,000 years old. That true, sir? Yes. You want to see my driver's license? No, no. We, we haven't authenticated. The Mayo Clinic has checked you out and said that you are 2,000. Sir, what has kept you alive for 2,000 years? When I'll go on an airplane, if I'll go on an airplane, I'll never sit in the first two seats, or the last two seats, from an airplane. You mean not sitting in the first two or the first last two seats? Two and the last two has seats. kept you alive? I don't understand that. Why? Has that because kept you alive? if the plane, unfortunately, should take a flop out from the sky, you're going to go down with it and break your foot. Right? <laughs> yes, but if, if the plane, as you say, flops out of the sky, everybody in all the seats will break their feet. I mean, at least. Yeah, let me amend that. Any seat is no good. In other words, you're afraid to fly in an airplane. On the nosy. So what we heard there was a clip of the 2,000-year-old man. The recording was from 1967. It featured Mel Brooks and who, Scott? Mr. Carl Reiner. Carl Reiner, the late, great, legendary Carl Car- Reiner. Carlton. Carlton Reiner, if we could, if we, if we're going to be on first name basis. Yes, and of course you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101, where we school you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon. With me is Scott Kalanico. Scott, we've been off for a while. How are you? I'm good, Harmon. We're um, covering from. Um... COVID-19 over here. How are you guys doing in the States? No, no COVID jokes, no Baron Trump <laughs> okay. jokes. All right. That's All the right. motto okay, exactly. of Comedy okay. History right. 101. Right. I take it back. We don't right. joke about those end. two topics. Okay. Unless you're making a joke about <laughs> the, the new normal or okay. the free fun. Baron okay. 2020 campaign. Or, or about how a Baron could run for the president of Slovenia if he wanted to, probably. Well, I would say the first joke more applicable because Baron is not being used as the punchline. We're more supporting him to free from... Uh, Dude, (laughs) if if he wants to run for president of Slovenia, I I fully support that. That's fine. I'm just saying he is probably liable to. Oh, right, right, right. But don't let the internet hear you say that. They'll roast you, man. They'll roast you. (laughs) They'll come after you. They'll cancel me. The cancel culture. Yeah, we'll get you, canceled. You'll, you'll lose your Twitter account. I know it's horrible. But we digress. We digress. We digress because, uh, sadly, uh, though he lived a very full life, he lived to be ninety-eight. Uh, Carl Reiner passed away this week. 
Carl Reiner was born in 1922. Back in the olden days, man. Yeah, so just right here up front, I'll just go through a few of his... Well, Carl Reiner is a man responsible not only for launching, you know, partially launching the career of Mel Brooks, Dick Van Dyke, and Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure there are more people. Uh, we could. We could. We could throw in John Candy from the '80s and and uh, Mark Harmon as well. Oh, right. Okay. So the, again, uh, before we go chronological down the list, tell us. Tell us about John Candy. How did How did uh, uh, Carl Reiner help the late great John Candy, who, as we've talked about in the history of SCTV here on Comedy History 101. Yeah, well, that's well, easy enough, Harmon. Uh, uh, Carl Reiner directed uh, the classic, some would say um, uh, cult classic uh, comedy film, uh, Summer Rental. But here's the weird thing, dude. He did like a, a there was like a back-to-back where, yeah. where like in 1985 he did Summer Rental and then in 1987 he did Summer School. He directed Summer. So he he had this like um, summer a duo of... Yeah. So what I remember of Summer Rental, uh, and of course, directed by the late, great Carl Reiner, responsible for the careers Mm -hmm. of Steve Martin, Dick Van Dyke, and Mel Brooks, was it was kind of that era of comedy, like around Caddyshack, where the 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 final act of the movie uh, climaxes to the big sports showdown. And it was like it was like a sailing uh, competition. And I think something happened where they lost their sale, and the final shot is John Candy's underpants used <laughs> 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 as the sale. <laughs> I, I went to. I remember. Uh, I was. I was. I was a young Boy Scout, Harmon. I remember yeah. one time being at, at Boy Scout camp, and somebody actually. <laughs> Did, did the uh, hauled somebody's underpants up on the flagpole, and it was still funny. It was still funny back then. Dude. Oh my god, dude! In, I in the eighties, I spent most of my life in summer camps as a kid, and that was always <laughs> yeah. a go-to. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't you, go wrong. You can't, you can't go wrong. I th- so I want. I think I want to. I want to double check on our uh, Richard Crenna, um, the thing that you just brought up, as he was being in. Summer rental because I believe he was all no 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 that was no I'm thinking of somebody else who was a bad guy in Caddyshack too oh really that was well here here's a quick rundown here's a quick rundown on the actual thing which is the topic of our show today Carl Reiner okay yeah. <laughs> um so Carl Reiner uh, just as far as comedy career goes and then we'll dive you know into his early life but before comedy gotta oh, start sorry, sorry Harmon yes Scott Ro- Robert Stack. That was the guy who was the bad guy in, in uh, Caddyshack 2. Oh, right. Okay. It wasn't Richard Crowe. Wasn't he like a cop Pardon. kind of guy? Was on like a lot of cop shows? Robert Stack? Yeah, who's the Unsolved Mysteries guy. But he was oh, yeah, an airplane, the, right? Um, an airplane, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry, go All ahead. Right. An, airplane, an airplane in an episode coming up. Should, should, we, should we ditch the history of Carl Reiner and do the history no, of no, Robert Stack? No, 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 no. no. That, was just, that was just a truth. So anyways, so, Carl Reiner... The topic of today's show passed away 98, for God's sake, 98 years old. So here's a Carl Reiner. Um, also, we mentioned he was responsible for launching the careers of Steve Martin, Dick Van Dyke, Mel Brooks, but also Rob Reiner, who's his son. That's his son, Meathead. Yeah. yeah. 
Meathead. Um, Spinal launched, Tap. Of course, he launched his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spinal yeah. So, Tap. Not and not and not that was not a uh, as our uh, fans have corrected us. That was Christopher Gass. Uh, that was yeah. That was a Rob Ryan. And he also has another son uh, who's a painter. Uh, actually, who li- who lived here in Berlin, and I have contacted him. I've emailed. Really? Him. What, what did you so contact him, to for? him for this episode today? Um, uh, I wanted maybe get him on Comedy History 101 because he actually he directed a movie called The Spirit of 76, mm-hmm. which was kind of one of the first movies that made fun of the 70s. I think it came out in like uh, – that's the weird thing because I think that movie came out in like 91. Oh, wow. So he so started was, again. Uh, maybe this should be a history of uh, Carl Reiner's uh, sons. <laughs> no, no, no. Dude. This, it, all, it all fits together, dude. It, 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 it's fine. We can go but on. But the man, the man who we're here to tribute today, uh, got to start in the early 50s, from 1950 to 1957. He co-wrote and acted in probably one of the quintessential comedy shows of tele- early television, of course, was your show of shows starring Sid Caesar. And so many people got their starts there. Yeah. Could you go through that? Because um, uh, off the top of my head, I know Mel Brooks, Woody Allen... Yeah, Neil Simon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And then after that, uh, he he wrote for and acted in uh, the the Caesar Hour. I guess that was just called the Caesar Hour. But his huge, huge breakthrough uh, in television was in the 1960s. A little show that he was creator, producer, writer, and actor on The Dick Van Dyke Show. The Dick Van Dyke Show. Starring Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, because that's what's interesting. I didn't know about this. So that actually he'd been kind of kicking that around for a while, which was um, when they were first were trying to when he was first trying to pitch the show. It was called um, Head. Was it Head of the Family? Yeah. And he was he was going to be the Rob Petrie guy. Yeah. Right, and they were like, "No, no." <laughs> They're like, "No, no, you don't, you don't do that." But I, I think um, before, if we could talk before we start talking into that, I think that was interesting about his um, military service. I had no idea that Reiner was in the military. Even even before that, though, uh, he was born in the Bronx, New York, in 1922, as we met, to, mentioned uh, to a watchmaker. Uh, his parents were Jewish immigrants. Father was from Austria. His mother was from Romania, kind of, you know, very New York story. As you were saying, he was in the military. So tell, tell us more on that, Scott. That was crazy, yeah, because he got drafted into the Army Air Force. He got drafted before the Air Force, it was the Army Air Force, uh, back in 1943 as a corporal, eventually achieving the rank of corporal. Um, and he trained to be a radio operator, but apparently one time he got he got pneumonia, so he was sent uh, to Georgetown University for for uh, training as a French interpreter. Mm. So he, the, apparently he could speak fluent French. Who knew? Who knew? So he started doing theater and directing uh, Moliere, Moliere's plays uh, entirely in French. Probably doing so, the misanthrope. He could have, yeah. A popular he Moliere play. Yeah, so he went to uh, 1944. They shipped him out to Hawaii. He was going to work as a teleprinter operator. Uh, right before he was scheduled to ship out, um, they uh, he he went to a play of Hamlet by the special by the special services, which was like kind of like a uh, you know they were like the the people when they would enlist. Um, 
uh, entertainment people in the industry, mm-hmm. and they would kind of have this special special unit of people um, who would do plays and stuff for the for the uh, the the troops. So he he wound up joining them, and um, he he did that for like two years. So he performed all over the Pacific Theater in Hawaii, Guam, Saipan, Tinian, and Iwo Jima. Yeah. As part of the uh, roving, roving play company. And like we mentioned, uh, many comedians have gotten their start in the military. You know what? You know what? I remember, Harmon, I just remember the last time we were talking about this, we couldn't remember the other guy who was like acting out and his sergeant let him do uh, uh, routines in front of the troops. It was Flip Wilson. Flip, also, also, Lenny Bruce was in the military. He was in the Merchant Marines, but that was like something. That was like some weird kind of 1950s thing that people were always in. That's not still, what, when, that's like, when, when they're taking the, the goofballs, they would. Yeah, they're taking the goofballs and, and listening listening to the beatnik jazz, and snapping their no, fingers but the, <laughs> instead of clapping. The Merchant Marines were some. That, yeah, there were some weird. I still don't understand what the Merchant Marines were, but that was like some kind. It was like being in the army, but not really. Yeah, so from uh, performing in the Army, Reiner went off to perform in Broadway musicals, such as those really memorable musicals such as Inside USA and, of course, (laughs) Alive and Kicking. And you know what, Armin? He had the lead role in Call Me Mister. Yeah, do you know what that was about by any chance? I have no idea, but you know what? There'll probably be some people out there who are like specialists in like 1950s Broadway shows who who would know about all this. Yeah. Well, that'd be that's a that's a whole another podcast. Right? Yeah, but the popularity of Call Me Mister. Don't let's not write it off because of that. He was no, not, he was cast by a Max Liebman in Sid Caesar's Your Show of Shows, which he appeared and wrote alongside his future comedy partner. As we heard up front, Mel Brooks. Yeah, you know what else Mr. is funny? Mr. Oddcouple himself, on, Neil Simon. Yeah, Neil Simon. And he also worked on that show with uh, Larry Gelbart, who went on to do, um, was one of the writers of MASH. Yeah, actually, I think that was the Caesar Hour, not your show of shows. Oh, that, no, that was the Caesar Hours. Yep, sorry. Don't let all the, uh, the Sid Caesars podcast people get mad at us yeah. yeah so he worked on there not only with larry mash gelbart but also with mel mel brooks and woody he kind of gives us the creep woody. now alan <laughs> <laughs> but that again that was like you know so quick question scott uh mel brooks wrote for get smart with buck henry yes like we mentioned, he wrote and performed alongside Mel Brooks on your show of shows. So starting in 1960, so he teamed up with Mel Brooks as a comedy duo and they appeared on the Steve Allen show and from their performances on television and stage, they did the classic 2000 year old man sketch. That's pretty mm-hmm. iconic. I mean, it's it's part of that. I, I like that era of and once again, we've talked about this on an episode on the history of the comedy straight man, you know, the importance of that. So Carl Reiner was the straight man to funny Mel Brooks, but he set Mel Brooks up perfectly. It's kind of that era of comedy when they had double acts where the straight man would repeat what the, what the funny guy just said to set him up. It's like. What you're trying to tell me is that when the airplanes land, that your feet right. are 
<laughs> but what's crazy is so they started doing that in like 59, 60. They kind of started doing that as a bit. And like, so what you played at the beginning of shows from 67. And then um, I dug up this uh, cartoon that they did in the 1970s. I think it was like 74 or so. Right. And it's basically just animated bits of the 2,000-year-old man. It's just so. So they've literally, they're, they're almost doing that same bit for like 25 years. Yeah, but it wasn't like they were just like, that was their only laurel. That was like no, a who's on first no, was, to them. It was but classic. Yeah, but also was it was all... It was all improv, too. You know, they would just do, you know, improv the whole thing. You know, it was like just so, like one somebody, uh, William, uh, Mel Brooks biographer William Holtzman called it uh, uh, jazz imp- improv. You know, they they would yeah they would make it up fresh. You know, there, of course there would be bits they would just do over and over, but a lot of it would just be, um, you know, on the spot improv stuff. So yeah, it was fresh. Yeah, I mean, again, they were like the golden boys of writing of the time, you know, in a way that, uh, and we'll get to later, that Steve Martin, before he was like, you know, huge filling arena, Steve Martin was like one of the writing golden boys when he appeared, you know, writing for like the Smothers Brothers. Mm-hmm. So as an actor, as an actor, well, as an actor, Carl Reiner, uh, he acted in such films as It's a Mad Mad World, Mad 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 World. I still haven't seen yeah, that. Have you seen that? Is, isn't like four hours oh, yeah, long? No. Who's the director once again? Yeah, it's, uh, Sydney. It was like some, some it, 19, wait, wait, it's huge. Sydney Kramer, Stanley Kramer. Yeah, Kramer. Yeah, yeah. it's like one of those 60s. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was it was like one of those things that was of the time, and that was it's mostly known for all the cameos. Oh my god, like everyone's um, but in the, that. Yeah, the one I like, I like the one that he was in from '68. Uh, the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming. Where he kind of plays a uh, that one's actually pretty pretty clever. He um, he play uh, actually sorry that's from '66. He plays a uh, kind of a dad of a family, and there's a Russian submarine that lands outside their New England. England town to like uh, get gas or something. The, the submarine had to stop for some reason and the Russians get out and the town thinks they're under attack from the Russians. We are two strangers in this Iceland, sir, and we wish to speak with you about boats. Boats? Boats? About boats? Yes. yes! Yes, that is most exactly correct. Boats. Well, uh, I don't understand. I mean... Uh, who are you? I didn't hear a car. How did you... Please uh... not to be afraid. We are nobody. We wish only to inquire where to find power boat, motor power boat for private use for some brief little time. You understand, sir? <laughs> Sorry, but I still don't understand. There, there are no boats around here. No boats? No. This is an island with no boats. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, there are boats, some boats, but not around here. In town. I mean, in the harbor in town, but there are no none around here. Big boats. Yes. Well, motor uh, power uh, boats. All different kinds of boats, yes. they're Russian. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. So, so it's kind of like the Patrick Swayze movie Red Dawn. <laughs> but funny. <laughs> but funny. It's like that, but more funny. And nobody, nobody peeing in gas tanks or, or, or uh, radiators. Is, is that yeah, what they did in Red Dawn? Wacky. Yeah, dude, that's what you do. You can do that if your if your car if you you get a hole in your radiator and you need more fluid in there, you can pee in. So there. Patrick Swayze peed in Carl Reiner's radiator. Uh, somebody peed in there. I, it could have been um, what's his name, the Soul Man guy. 
the, uh, the blackface guy. Oh, see Thomas. Uh, see Thomas Howell. <laughs> yeah, that movie has it. Oh wow, it, it was, was um, so... it was edited but edited by Hal Ashby. That's crazy. Oh, okay, wow. wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm like Hal Ashby. Uh, but the thing, the thing, the thing I didn't know that that um, Reiner had played in the oceans, like the updated of the oceans eleven. Plus Have you seen any series. of those? No. Nope. Not even the all-female <laughs> even, one? Like, <laughs> the Sandra even one? The, even, but even, the thing is, even the original is kind of bad. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. I, I think if I was going <laughs> to dive in, I would dive in with the uh, Frank Sinatra one. But even that's kind of just, it's, is it like a lot of, I imagine that's a lot of winking at the camera. It, I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it this way. Here's here's my my favorite thing to point out about this one. So they're they're talking about doing a heist of all the casinos, mm-hmm. right? So Frank Sinatra stands up and he's drawing all the casinos on this chalkboard. But on the chalkboard, instead of just writing the name of the casino, like the casinos are all like very the name of the casino is all very artfully drawn out and like their font of like you know of, of like each of the casinos. So it's almost like a brochure. When he's standing up in front oh, of Oh, so, so again, it was like kind, kind of, of like the product placement of the day. Oh, totally. It was totally a thing for um, come to Vegas and look how cool it is. Yeah, because that was like kind of, you know, that was kind of towards the end when they were doing it. It was kind of towards the end where like you'd go out to Vegas and you'd get dressed up. And not like it is now where you're you're going and you're walking around in your cargo shorts and flip-flops. Yeah. And drinking a fucking mega beer down the air-conditioned hallway. And and just hating it as I did when mm-hmm. I was there <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah. It's a weird place, dude. It's just, it's nice. You can go to the desert and it's always going to be hot and you'll have a swimming pool there. That's Yeah. So anyway, Scott, yeah. <laughs> uh, just segueing in. Yes. So uh, as, as far as like film director Carl Reiner goes, it kind of stems back to the Dick Van Dyke show. And once again, in 1959, before the Dick Van Dyke show premiered, uh, we just mentioned it, it was being developed by Reiner as a TV pilot called Head of the family, based yeah, on his well, own mm, professional uh-huh. and, and, and personal career. I don't know, he might have been all yeah. right in that, you know. But he did end up playing on the Dick Van Dyke show. He played Alan Brady. Alan Brady, Alan Brady. Yeah, it was Al Brady. He was great. Yeah, he was was the great, you know, angry boss or just kind of numpty boss. Kind of, I would say more like numbskull boss. Kind of a little bit clueless. Numbskull, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good show. Any, um, uh, Rosemary and who who was Buddy, not Buddy Hackett, who was, who was, yeah, Maury Amsterdam. Maury Amsterdam. Yeah, Yeah, that's a power trio. Rosemary, yeah, yeah, okay, Rosemary. And then, like her, so yeah. apparently there's a documentary that just came out about her. Yeah, she was a child she actress. She kind of she like started like yeah. she was called like BB Rose or something. Really, yeah, so she, was like, she kind was of in show business her whole entire life. And she inspired a lot of people, a lot of women, to get into comedy because like, oh, here's a, a women in the the comedy writers room, which you know you didn't see. Before. Yeah, exactly. And also, there's another connection of someone who w- was a uh, comedy writer that has a connection to Carl Reiner. Uh, which we'll get to in a second on his film career. Um, Because of the Dick Van Dyke show, he began directing movies. Uh, He first, I believe his first feature film was 
the Joseph Stein play Enter Laughing, which I think it was yes. like it was sort of like uh, semi autobiographical. It was based on his book, on Carl Reiner's book that he wrote. That's that's what I got out of it. Yeah. But in 1970, he directed a movie called Where's Papa, which uh, yeah. I believe the lead was George Siegel. And, George Siegel, and also yep. Ruth Gordon, who was also a comedy writer before. Well, really? Wasn't, did she start her career like when she was like 70? It was crazy. But she wasn't in with that sort of career in front of the camera. But I do believe she was a, a comedy writer well, like, that's before be she became podcast. like, you know, an actor. Yeah. So where Where's Papa was 1970. And so Harold and Maude was 69. Oh, yeah. I think I'll, I'll, double, I'll double check while we're talking about it. But then the funny thing is later on, she's still kind of playing the same character you know, seven, eight years later when she plays um, in Every Which Way with But Loose with Clint Eastwood where she's, like, hanging out with the monkey. Oh, right, yeah. Do you think, is that, is that the, the best you? monkey movie or is King Kong? <laughs> I think so. I think that's, no, I think we're going to have to do best comedy monkey. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, every, there's Every Which Way you, But Loose and then Every Which Way You Can. Yeah, that's like Smokey, Smokey and the Bandit, Smokey and the Bandit 2, <laughs> and then the Smokey and the Bandit movie where they didn't have Burt Reynolds and they just had Jackie yeah, Gleason right. playing like three roles. Know, movie. It was called Smokey is the Bandit. Yeah, uh, awesome. What a, what a twist. Yeah, it's like, where's Burt Reynolds? I don't know. We got Jackie Gleason, though. <laughs> uh, so actually, well, I, I'm correcting myself. So actually, Where's Papa was first for um, Miss Gordon. And then uh, Harold Maude was in 1971, actually the next, so the very next year. Right. But uh, for Carl Reiner, uh, after Where's Papa, he did the classic, oh God, George Burns vehicle. Oh yeah, dude. I saw or, that or George theater, Burns, uh, John Denver vehicle. John Denver and George Burns in, oh God, I thought you didn't believe in me. Uh, that's just an expression. I'm more than that. I want you to spread the word. There I am. I exist. Got those two <laughs> together. <laughs> and and Terry Gar. Oh wow. Terry Gar used to be like in every movie. She's really know, good in, back uh, in the what's the Scorsese but... movie After Hours. Love that movie. Can't oh, yeah. remake Dude, it. She's great, yeah. Very dated. Because yeah. <laughs> now yeah. you would just he... go, why does he just wait, get an Uber? Wait. Why just or just walk? Well, yeah, why, it would just take yeah. him twenty minutes to get. It's an allegory. It's, it's an allegory. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's Save a Greek Odysseus, yeah. you know, journey. Exactly. Yeah, no. But oh yeah, After Hours is great. We'll have to do another After Hours. Is, yeah, it never gets mentioned in in Scorsese. You know that in King of Comedy. Just maybe because they're comedies, they never get yeah, mentioned in, so. like, it. as it. far yeah. as like Scorsese's you know top films. What happened? You know, particularly King of Comedy. That's just so inspiring of so much lunacy. So 1977, that was, oh, God, John Denver, George Denver Burns. Like, can you imagine that movie to, to <laughs> be put out today? No. Denver Burns Reiner. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, if you just it just if you just go watch the trailer or if you have time, play a little bit of the trailer. It's fucking Pardon my French, but just uh, you know, imagining, uh, imagining um, John Denver as a lead in anything—it's just kind of amazing now. Is yeah. that uh, just in Moose another episode himself? Was that John Denver's only like film performance? 
or lead. Uh, I think he'd done a if you, if you want to keep talking, I'll check it out. But I think that was like kind of, that was like his first lead. Right. I know he probably did a lot of Mupp- TV. He was stuff. on the Mupp- Yeah, he was on the Muppet Show a couple times. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's not like you know a lead in a film co-starring George Burns. But Scott, that leads us to 1979. And a wild and crazy guy <laughs> making his film debut. Carl Reiner directed and also made a cameo in. Uh, do you want to say it together on three? One, One two, two, three. The, three. the jerk. jerk. Yeah, the jerk. In the history of motion pictures, only a select few performers have become immortalized by the roles they have portrayed. Consider the vamp, the champ, the tramp. And now the most perfect casting of all, Steve Martin, the jerk. It the jerk. Oh, man, it's classic, dude. It's still classic. Jerk, jerk is funny. Yeah, that's good, man. But that started a whole avalanche of movies. Well, actually, it launched Steve Martin as a movie actor because first he was just kind of, you know, top comedian Steve Martin who would fill concert arenas. And from there, Carl Reiner went on to direct Steve Martin in Dead Man, Don't Wear Plaid, The Man with Two Brains, 1983, and particularly All of Me with Lily Tomlin. Yeah, I mean, if you could, if you have time, Harmony, if you could play the, or if you could watch, we could insert the man with two brains drunk driving scene. This is let's watch of, it right uh, now. A classic. Uh, that's what. Now juggle this, do a tap dance, and sing the Catalina Magdalena Lupenstein of Allenbinder song. God damn, your drunk tests are hard. Catalina Magdalena Lupenstein of Allenbinder. What's her name? All right, you're not drunk. You can go. No oranges. I drive carefully. Wait. She's not drunk. She's dead. Dead. My God, I better get her to a cemetery right away. Steve Martin at his Steve Martin silliest. It might, it, not, it might not be the edgy comedy, but it's silly. Yeah, it's good silly comedy. All, all, all those oh. four, you know, Steve Martin, Carl Reiner movies were uh, pretty silly, fun. I think, man, I think a Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid is going to get its... Uh, that was like a take on film got, noir. Was that... Yeah, so that was yeah, the one it, right at... Was that right after The Jerk, or did he do another movie with someone else? And it was after The Jerk. That was like 90, 82, 83. Oh, Pennies from was Heaven the also, was the one that was yeah, like weird. Yeah, but that wasn't... But that was Steve Martin. That, the, yeah, he wasn't... So, but like... Um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid in 82, 83, and that was the one where they kind of inserted Steve Martin into Oh, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like Zelig. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was, it was, it was pretty, still pretty clever. Probably yeah. worth having another look at, you know, especially yeah, if you want to so. have a yeah. Carl Reiner movie night. There's a, there's a really, it's not funny, laugh out loud funny, but Steve Martin in that movie, or Rigby Reardon is his character's name, He's always talking about how he makes the best cup of Java. And there's just this one scene where he, he goes into the kitchen and just like pours like the coffee grounds yeah, into yeah, the pot for like yeah. an abs- <laughs> absurdly long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just kind of funny. Yeah, so that's our that's a homework assignment for our listeners here on Comedy History 101. Come back and watch Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid and tell Check us what you out, think. Yes. 
Yes, exactly. So, so Scott, so Carl Reiner had a career. He had a career as a writer. He had a career as a performer. He had a career as a movie director, which amounted to, in 2000, he was honored with the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor at the Kennedy Center, where he... That's pretty big. It's pretty big. I just heard, like, that's where, you know, big shows like... Jokey-okey play Jokey-okey. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he was honored by his friends and comedians Mel Brooks, Dick Van Dyke, Mary Tyler Moore, Steve Martin, his son Carl uh, Rob Reiner, Jerry Seinfeld, Ray Romano, and Joy Bear? Behar? <laughs> yeah, Joy Behar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, which, which one is, doesn't that's fit kind now. of odd. <laughs> um, <laughs> At one point, she was kind yeah, of yeah. So he wrote a memoir in 2004, "My Anecdotal Life." He had a good, he had a good like uh, quip about uh, comedy. It said, "If you start thinking about what's funny, you won't be funny." Actually, it's like walking. How do you walk? If you start thinking about it, you'll trip. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I liked um, like while we're on the uh, closing out here on the on the home stretch here, I saw this one thing that we dug up that uh, 2012 Reiner appeared on the Jerry Seinfeld show, the uh, comedian cars getting coffee, and he, he shared he shared a story where apparently Mel Brooks would come over to Reiner's house every night, and they would sit down, they would eat, and they'd watch Jeopardy because uh, Reiner would tape it so they could watch it together. And then they would watch a movie, but they they had rule for movies. They would only watch a movie where somebody says a line, secure the perimeter or get some rest. <laughs> <laughs> that had to be in the can, movie. Can you think off of uh, the top of your head any movies that have those lines? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's probably quite a few. Uh, I, fi- I finally watched Face Off. Like I'd never Face seen Face Off. Face Off. Ever. Face <laughs> oh my off. God, dude. I've seen that like three <laughs> times. Face. Oh my off. god. <laughs> Face. Just I used to love John Woo so much. Like all his yeah. Hong Kong films. And they came to the States and all almost all his American films are just ridiculous. It was dude, it was same same thing. Like I remember watching the um the Hong Kong ones and I watched this I'd never seen Face Off before and you watch it. You just, this is just this is just with, with a cameo by up. comedian Margaret Cho. Yeah, she is. and you know what? So if I could quote from another podcast, the only reason she was in there in that movie is because John Woo's daughter told him to put her in there. Oh yeah, yeah. That was, but that's what happens. Like in uh, I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, who who directed that one? That's Wes Craven. Yeah, so I think Wes Craven's one, yeah. daughter said, "Put I that Johnny Depp's cute." Was that the one where Johnny Depp was? So that's. <laughs> Yeah, that was that it's was kind of how yeah, it happens sometimes. <laughs> well, oh well, fair yeah. Enough. So, any other ta- any other takeaways from uh, the life and comedy career of the legend Carl Reiner and his place in comedy yeah, history? Never... Other than all oh, man. We, that we just discussed over this whole episode, I don't know, man. Well, I'm just gonna say, man, you never know where life is gonna take you. You know, he starts out in the army, gets, gets starts doing show business, and then winds up writing. Who, who knows where life is gonna take you, Harmon? Yeah, and he was 98 years old, and you know, I, he was making appearances, you know, almost all up until the end. 
Yeah, it's up to the. It's all keeping the keep the brain all nimble. Yep, and again, as we stated up front, you know, launched the careers of uh, Dick Van Dyke and Steve Martin in movies, and you know, worked alongside Mel Brooks. So very much a solid place in comedy history, and fathered meathead himself, Rob Reiner. <laughs> I mean, that should be enough, right there. Yeah. So, so that wraps up the history of the late, great Carl Reiner. And with that, it's time to plug away. Scott, what do you have to plug? Well, thank you, Harmon. Well, uh, folks, uh, if you don't know, I, uh, Harmon and I do another podcast, kind of regularly, irregularly, but we still do it. It's called This is the President. Um, we Mostly right now, though, we've got a YouTube channel that's dedicated to all your kind of crazy presidential stories. So we've, we're over on YouTube, so just head to youtube.com slash this is the president. You can find all your sorts of crazy JFK phone calls, LBJ phone calls, everything else you want to know all about the president. And also, Harmon and I um, wrote, produced, and I directed a movie that premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival this year called Betrayal, and which is going to be premiering online Later this month, no, <laughs> but we'll be premiering online sometime soon, which we'll let you know more about it as it gets closer to the date. Can just, we say the know, outlet? Keep, keep that. I don't think. So. Let's just we'll kind of keep it all it, under wraps. It'll right be now. on the World Wide Web. Yes, the World Wide Web. Premiering <laughs> on the World Wide Web. World Wide Web. Yeah. Sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Here, here. And with that, it's time for. Listener mail. God, I love it when we we, we get uh, actual listeners writing to us. So what do you got? With quips. Well, let me hear it. Which which anyone could do because we will read it on the air. <laughs> we have we have a comment from a Sharon Bullard on the history of Mom's Maybelline. Which if you check out the episode, you know, on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get the Comedy History 101. Sharon says, I remember her as a little girl of six years old. So that's, first of all, a little confusing. Does she remember Mom's Mabley as a little girl <laughs> of six years old? Or was she a little girl of six years old remembering Mom's Mabley? I'm going to go with the latter. That's kind of weird. That, uh, I remember her okay, as a little yeah. girl of six years old. My grandmother, mother, and aunts would listen to her as children would have to go outside and play. Also, as we've covered before on the history of... Uh, party records because she was a little bit blue so uh, continuing on with Sharon's comic I remember thinking what was she talking about that we children could not hear my grandmother would say that it was not for children to listen to that's cute and and again ties in uh, you can hear that back episode on one of the outlets I just mentioned. And also, we talk about moms in the history of party records. And with that, yeah, exactly. with that, Scott, I'm going to say yes. thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Take some time thank to you, subscribe, yes. like, comment on Comedy History 101, either on our website, ComedyHistory101.com, on Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook page, Thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid.
Comedy History 101.